Hello everybody, it's Matt, and welcome back to week four of Trips M. Today is December 21st, 2020. Hope everybody had a nice weekend, and this is the start of the Christmas week. So hopefully you guys got all your packages and gifts wrapped up and ordered in. Hopefully it's not back-ordered or anything, and other things like that. Um, I had a great day today, to be honest with you, work-wise, on my route. One of the businesses gave me a $15 gift card to Wawa, which was clutch as hell. I'm going to be using that instantly tomorrow on a nice pepperoni melt sizzly. Uh, that I'm already salivating over it. It's going to be incredible. Um, Sports-wise, though, uh, I know last week I said I was done betting for the year. Of course, I turned against that. I had peer pressure from Trevor. It was his birthday on Saturday, so happy belated to Trevor, big 25. Um, me and him, well, he talked me into it, and then I pretty much talked myself into it. Went back into it, bet on some of the NFL games. Made two early window, or no, I made one early window parlay and uh, afternoon slate game, and neither of them hit. Uh, quick rundown of those. My early one I had... The only one out of the three that hit was the Atlanta Falcons plus six and a half against the Bucks. Uh, the Falcons dominated the game pretty much early on, and then it was too late for the Bucks to bring it back to for the spread. I believe the Bucks won the game outright, though. Um, let me just check the score. Yeah, the Bucks won outright, but it was just too late to cover. Um, Tom Brady has this whole season been slow to starting games. And I believe the Atlanta Falcons would have uh, controlled the game early on. Uh, one thing I, I was scared of was Julio Jones was out, which is a huge loss for their offense. But Ridley and I believe Gage Jr. pulled through uh, covering for him. Uh, the other two on that slate that lost, I had the Niners minus three uh, against the Cowboys. Uh, the, fir the first quarter was the doomsday of it. It was literally this, the fork in it. Uh, two turnovers inside their own 25. Cowboys scored two touchdowns off the turnovers. It was it was good night from there for the Niners. They brought it back to a close, very close game, and then the Cowboys just pulled through. Just it was a terrible day for the Niners. And then the other one I picked the over in the Colts Texans, 51 and a half. It was looking like it was going to hit in the first half, and then it was a terrible third quarter. And the Texans could have hit the over if they scored on the final drive, which would have sent the game to overtime, but it just wasn't meant to be. So then I moved on to the late window game. I had the over in the Eagles-Cardinals game, 49.5. I believe it was a four points shy of hitting in the first half, which was incredible. Uh, the Chiefs-Saints, I had the over also at 53.5. You have two very powerful offenses. Uh, the Chiefs defense, I've said in the past, I don't trust them. And the Saints defense over the last couple of weeks has been getting a little bit exposed. And the third one, which didn't, which uh, killed me, was a, pretty much a, a sucker bet. I took the Rams minus 16 and a half against the Jets. And as we all know, if anybody saw that, the Jets won the game outright, making the, giving them their first win of the season, but also costing them the first draft pick of this year's draft as of right now i think it goes to the jacksonville jaguars currently uh those were my bets 
Uh, I did make my money back. Did a $50 roulette black. It hit. Uh, my mind stayed at the time. I just didn't give a shit. I was just very upset with the games and the results going on. I said, if I lose, I don't really care. But uh, the system worked out in my favor, and now I'm back even. And I'm currently looking into this Monday night game. The Steelers, Bengals, 14 and a half favorites to the Steelers. I am not going to touch the spread, um, even though I do believe the Steelers are going to win this game big. I've bet on I've bet on the uh, the Bengals covering the spread and they they crushed me before, and I just the Steelers' offense is not like they're not explosive enough as like a Chiefs or um, a Saints at times are. So fourteen and a half is a lot, and the over under is forty and a half. I may I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I think I just may bet on player props for the that game. Pretty much touchdowns and yardage. That seems safer to me. More mostly in the Steelers' favor. I'm probably gonna look into that. Um, but other than that, moving into the soccer world, uh, recapping the week that just finished out a couple hours ago as of recording this episode. Um. Going back to the beginning, we had Liverpool playing Crystal Palace. Um, I did say that Palace was Liverpool's bogey team, but uh, and Evan was the opposite, saying it was going to be an absolute slaughter. And rightfully, Evan was right. 7-0, though, is very extreme. <laughs> you don't see that many goals a lot. Five different scores, seven people getting assists. It was absolutely incredible. The I think at three 0 at halftime and seven 0 final. Uh, braces coming from Salah and Firmino, and also one from Mane, Henderson and Minamino also getting in there. It was an absolute smack house. And next week, now they come up against a West Brom team who are, they're looking in terrible form. Um, so it should be interesting to see. Uh, after that it was the big game, Man City beating Southampton 1-0 off a of Raheem Sterling goal. Uh, City controlled the game early on. Uh, Southampton got into it. As the game progressed, they got more confidence. Uh, Danny Ings had a slight injury that um, Ralph Husenhoff did not want to risk, so he subbed him out, taking away a lot of Southampton's creativity up front. So Man City held on to that win and got the clean sheet. After that, we had Everton beating Arsenal 2-1, to um, continually continuing the misery of Evan and all the Arsenal fans out there. They just keep taking L's after L's after L's. And also, it was another own goal this time by Rob Holding. Pepe getting on the score sheet with the penalty. It's just Arsenal are just not getting anything going. The talks now should be about how long Arteta has left really, and I think it's a make-or-break game against Chelsea this Saturday. It is at the Emirates, so that'll be a boost, and I know there'll be 2,000 fans there for Arsenal, so every one of those fans need to be screaming at the top of their lungs, trying to get the most out of these players. Uh, after that, Newcastle drew Fulham 1-1, um, Callum Wilson getting a late goal to get in, to rescue Newcastle a point. Um, very interesting. Fulham has been getting results the past couple weeks. They might may not be outright wins, but in their last three, they've gotten draws against Liverpool, 
Brighton and now Newcastle. Those are all huge points for them in the table now. I mean, we said this last week, every point matters, and especially now in this time of the winter window. Um, Fulham sit in 18th place, which is the last relegation spot, but they're on 10 points, only two behind Brighton. They're still in the mix. Um, so it should be interesting how these next couple weeks go. Uh, also, two other teams down in that area, Brighton and Sheffield, both drew. Uh, this could have been Sheffield's first win, but it wasn't meant to be. They get their second point of the year uh, with a goal coming from Bogle. Danny Welbeck getting subbed on late, getting an equalizer. After that, we had Leicester 2, Spurs 0. Uh, Leicester got a late VAR penalty review, which was correct. It was a, a, it was a correct penalty to give. Looking back, Aurier just rammed right into the back of the Leicester player. Uh, I've already stepped up and scored. And crazily enough, another own goal was scored, this time from Toby Alderweireld from Spurs. So a lot of own goals are being scored right now, which is crazy. But Leicester getting a huge win, uh, jumping them into second place now with Spurs dropping out of the top four into sixth, which is continuing their poor form. They've only gotten one point in their last three matches, which is very bad for their standards if they're trying to make a title run. Uh, this was the craziest one. Uh, me and Evan did say it was going to be a high-scoring game, but maybe not this much. It was Man United 6, Leeds 2. Scott McTominay putting in a performance and a half with two goals and an assist. Martial getting a hat-trick of assists, and Bruno also contributing two goals. Uh, Man United just absolutely came out of the gate. I think first three minutes, Scott McTominay scored both his goals. Uh, Man United just wanted it more. Leeds did come out how they usually come out, not afraid of who they're playing. They play their style and they don't care, but it didn't work out in their favor. Uh, Man United climbs up in a third place now. I mean, four weeks ago, we saw them sitting in 10th, 11th place, and we were thinking, well, what's going on? And now all of a sudden, they're stringing results together. They've gotten four wins out of the last five, uh, putting them in, in a comfortable position in third right now, and also having a match in hand going forward so that should be very crucial if they want to make the top four this year uh, following that Villa got a nice comfortable win 3-0 over West Brom West Brom getting a red card uh, late in the game opening up the match for El Ghazi to score two um, Villa is a team that I believe is a solid team I think they could finish eighth or ninth this year uh, if they play their cards right uh, they're sitting on a good goal differential 11 which is really nice for them uh, it's, I mean it's currently the third best goal differential in the league which is nice but they also have two games to play which also could help them they win both of those it puts them in second so it'll be interesting to see if ollie watkins can break out of this form where he's not scoring right now and can contribute uh this was a shocking result burnt today on monday 12 30 match burnley two wolves one burnley it was a team struggling down in the bottom uh they get a big win uh, hopping them out of the relegation zone, sitting on uh, in 16th place on 13 points, right below Arsenal. Um, crazy to say that. Uh, but Wolves didn't come out. They had a lot of rotation in their team, in their back line, uh, mainly their wingbacks. Uh, just didn't work out for them. They fell behind too early and never came back. So it was very poor from them. Wolves is dropping out of form right now, Three three losses in their last five. Uh, mid-table right now so not a terrible position but something they need to fix uh, 
And lastly, this game just finished. My my team, Chelsea, got a solid 3-0 win over West Ham. The scoreline doesn't show the, how the match was played. It was a very close game up until the 75th minute where uh, two two quick goals in succession, succession scored uh, Tammy Abraham. Um, Chelsea didn't play their best match, but they got the result. Goals coming from uh, the other goal coming from Thiago Silva and assists coming from Werner Pulisic and Mount. So uh, these guys are just getting more and more familiar with each other. Main issue right now is the two Germans on our squad. Kai Havertz can't get consistent form in. Uh, to create chances, and Timo Werner can't put away all these, all these chances that he's having, which is very poor from him, which is what we brought him in to do, to bag at least 20. Right now he's only sitting on four right around Christmas time, so he's really going to have to put in a shift the second half of the season. Uh, I won't preview the next matches. I'm sure Evan will touch on them. Or no, we'll touch on them Friday together, so I won't bore you guys too much about that. Um... This is probably going to be a shorter one because I'm about to eat dinner. Just a quick update for you guys. Uh, last, The last thing I wanted to touch on sports-wise, uh, college football season finished up. The regular season, I should say. Now we're in bowl time, the bowl time season where everything matters. Um, a couple key matches before I get to the top four. Uh, Outback Bowl, we have Indiana playing Ole Miss. This should be a pretty good match. Ole Miss is a very uh, good South, uh, SEC team. They can score a lot of points with Lane Kiffin there at the helm. And Indiana is a very strong defensive team, so it should be interesting to see what um, style wins out here in that match on January 2nd. Uh, another one is on December 26th. We have the Cure Bowl. I don't know what that is. Uh, undefeated Coastal Carolina will be playing Liberty. These are two very nice non-Power 5 teams. Uh, didn't get the respect they deserved, but they're going to play it out and see who's the best non-Power 5 team out there. So that should be interesting to watch. Uh, another one we have Texas A&M in the Orange Bowl playing North Carolina. Uh, this should be a big match. Both teams can score a lot of points. So I think it'll be a shootout there. Another one we have is the Peach Bowl, Georgia playing Cincinnati. This is a big matchup to see if Cincinnati is a legit team. Uh, outside the non-Power 5, they're playing a Georgia team who is a very solid SEC team. So if Cincinnati can win this game, they'll get a lot of respect. And going into next year, they should be a dangerous team to look out for come late the year. Uh, lastly, we have the Rose Bowl. Or no, these are the two semifinal games, sorry. So now we have the Rose Bowl, Alabama, Notre Dame. Um, I mean, the, the top four worked out how I thought it would. Notre Dame losing to Clemson on Saturday pushed them down to the four. Nobody wanted to see them play each other again for a third time unless it's in the final. So I understand what the committee did. Uh, we've seen this matchup in the past. Alabama's most likely going to blow out Notre Dame just as Clemson did recently. So I think Alabama cruises to the final here. And then we have the on the other side of Clemson, Ohio State. Uh, redemption story for Ohio State from last year. The refs screwing them over. Uh, they were in a power position, and the momentum swing went into Clemson's favor. I mean, recently, uh, Dabo Sweeney put out his power rankings for the college football teams now, and he put Ohio State all the way in 11th, disrespecting them, putting them below Coastal Carolina. So a lot of a lot of uh, social media talks going on right now between him and Ryan Day. 
so uh, we they have a week they have yeah they have about a week and a half to prepare for each other so this will be a very interesting match to watch I, i'm pulling for ohio state to win here i really hope so they can win it all alabama is going to be a tough task in the final if they pull through but i i would just be happy if they beat clemson that would be my goal personally but i know they can go all the way um yeah, like I said, very short episode here. I just wanted to touch on all the different sports and what's going on. Uh, I'm about to eat, so i got to rush out of here. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Post20Pod. Uh, follow us SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on all those different streaming platforms. That's where you can hear us uh, on all our different shows. Uh, next, make sure you guys come back Wednesday to hear Evan's Wake Up Wednesday. And then, of course, on Friday, we have our our normal show. So thank you guys so much for listening. I uh, hope you guys have a happy holidays. And I'll, we'll see you on Friday.